Hello, 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 guys. Um, welcome to the next show. Uh, this is the Rug Detective Show. So what we do is we obviously aim to provide you with value in terms of giving you updated content on a daily basis regarding what's happening in the crypto market from Ethereum to Bitcoin um, to the altcoins, uh, altcoins, and, and really just providing you as much information. And then what we also do is we really detect for new opportunities in the space. We also look to uh, conduct checklists on potential projects that could be a scam, people rug pulling, um, people essentially uh, dumping tokens in terms of team wallets. So essentially we provide a lot of interesting value that we don't really see in the marketplace today. And this is where we are right now. So please, before we start, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you follow, make sure you do everything, you donate, you help towards the cause. We're a community, we're growing. We wanna provide as much value as possible so you can make more informed decisions. So let's get to it. So first and foremost, the last week has been absolutely incredible in the market. So we're going to take a look at uh, Bitcoin. So the last few days I actually mentioned to, um, if you take a look at my last few videos, I said that there's obviously a huge move to the upside. We're looking at 35K as a resistance point. And what happened? I'm not saying that I'm Nostradamus or you know I'm psychic, but it's clear when you've been involved in the market for a while, you can see that um, when things are going to happen. So price yesterday tested 35 level right bang on well just shy of that and then we, we we're seeing now a bit of a let's say profit taking location in the, in the place that's happening so since 35 is now around 32 as where we speak now we're in CET times so at 8:48 in the morning so make sure you get your cup of coffee make sure you get your tea <laughs> so let's rock and roll guys so I, I do foresee, and as I said, that the range would be between the 30 to 35K range and potentially what we may see that the price will retrace back to. I was looking long term to my trend line, but I know it seems quite far away in terms of 20,000 level. Let's see if we can draw up another trend line um, from higher lows to see if we have anything that's more substantial or nearer to the price. So let's just see here if we take this one. Just give me a second. Okay. So let's go to a trend line. So let's take it from this low, this low so this is high low in price and then basically what's happened here is that so I've taken it from this low so this is 16th of December all the way up to the next low the 24th of December so it's all moving up to the upside so so what we have now is we have a few upward trend lines in place so this is more of a longer term trend line going all the way back to the 15th of October spreading here 15,000 range as a support we've got a mid trend line now from going from the 18th of October all the way touching the previous low of the 12th of December um, and so this is around the 20,000 level and then now the new trend line we have in place testing from the 15th December to the 23rd of December. So this support levels around a 27, 28,000. It would not be difficult for price to actually get there. You know, you have to remember that, you know, BTC in general is still quite volatile in the space. So 
um, you know, if we look at a move there, this is actually about a what a 15%, 15 to 20% move to test those lows. I, I think sometimes it's good to actually clear out some of these buyers that got on at these highs and really just provide some so it can be able to pause, maybe hold around this trend line, then a move higher. But anyway, my initial projection of hitting this 35 tested and now it's moving uh, lower as predicted. So let's just keep an eye out on where we are. Obviously, it's still early first week of Jan. So, you know, we've got a long time to go and there'll be a lot of news, especially once we know what's happening with this whole um, when a new term tenure, let's say, of the US president. Obviously, we've got new SEC chairman that's taken the place of uh, Jay Clayton that left. Jay Clayton was a hawk. He didn't like um, this whole crypto space, but apparently the new um, chairman does. So we may see the ETS being passed. So this could be a further momentum in this place. But so let's just keep an eye on that. Then let's now move to the lovely ETH. We've seen some phenomenal moves in ETH, I must say, um, over the last 24 hours. Remember I actually mentioned before that ETH was undervalued. So this is a daily time frame. I mentioned that ETH was undervalued and it was around trade around 50% of um, the previous highs. I said that the resistance would be around 840 level and if it can get through that, the next resistance was uh, is around a thousand so what I do is a huge move yesterday to the upside i think it was probably about 40 percent move so what was it 70 yeah no it was actually about a 70 percent move absolutely incredible so it tested to yesterday and today we saw continuation earlier this morning and the price hitting the 1171 so it's showing that what i've been saying before that the east has been hugely undervalued people have been taking notice now people are now starting to let's say diversify their their positions and looking at putting putting some plays into ETH and hence the reason why this moves upside. I am looking that the price may pause around this a thousand level, it's a psychological area. So what we may see is that if it fails to break um, this 1200 level, which it tested just below, it may pause around 1000 and then we might see a slight retracement back to the previous high of 833 and we could see a trading zone in that place you need to obviously take into consideration that rsi is still over it's way overvalued now it's around 83 level the stochastics is around the 99 level so it's still it seems to be quite expensive but 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 guys remember this um that you know the fundamental news overrides technical fundamental news overrides technical so if we get some huge news that's happening in the space from a fundamental aspect this will override the technical indicators and the perception so what we like to see is we like to see a confluence um, of fundamental and technical coming together and then to see move higher so that's where we are we'll keep an eye on that at the moment now let's go for take a look at some news here so now all this uh, just confirming all this data GR, G, GDPR stuff. So anyway, so what we're hearing that Tom Lee, he's well known, um, let's say proponent of this whole crypto of Bitcoin, Bitcoin from funds, funds, tracks. That's a bit of a tongue teaser, isn't it? <laughs> um, he basically is mentioning that 
um, we could see a quadruple in the price in the digital digital currency in 2021. He mentioned following a strong 2020 that saw BTC march to all-time highs and gained around 300%. 2021 could be strong, and I totally believe that. Um, he actually mentioned that assets well above assets well above $100,000 per BTC. Um, a mark at 116 so it's a great start to the year so far and I wouldn't you know this is not ambitious to be able to reach that by the end of the year 2021 December um, he tweeted that the halving of 2020 makes the year most similar to 2016 which also experienced the halving so this halving that that took place in 2020 we're now seeing it come into fruition in terms of the price point so something to be aware of he also mentioned that um, the asset um, manager, uh, David Gridder, basically mentioned that the outlook looking strong. He said expecting the asset to hit at least $40,000 uh, next year. So this is obviously this year, uh, but we're not too far from that already, you know. Uh, but I, I don't really see that every single month we're going to see an all-time high in BTC. There's going to be a pause that's going to take in place just to build up the momentum again and then a continuation to the upside so something to be aware of now let's take a look at some um, some additional news here it says 1000 decade old dormant uh, btc's bitcoins moved today on bitcoin's 12th anniversary so let's just get the date of the 4th january yep so 12th anniversary took place so it's basically saying that uh, let's just go to this information here is that the birth of the Bitcoin says so 12 years anniversary and what we're seeing here that there was a block block zero the Genesis block has the usual 50 Bitcoin reward but these particular coins can never be spent the Genesis block has two leading hex zeros as well which was a common characteristic for early blocks back then so what they're saying um, now is the Genesis block today not only has the 50 BTC uh, cannot be spent but also people have uh, sent small fractions of BTC to the address ever since it was launched so they're saying that there has been 2722 transactions and there's accumulating to a total of 68.35 BTC sitting idle so people are hoarding up these BTCs and you know long-term aspirations long-term views that this could actually hit 1 billion per BTC within the next five to ten years so let me say that again 1 billion per BTC within the next 5 to 10 years so you need to be aware of that so anyway let's move on to the ETH news we've got some news here regarding ETH just want to give you this this information quickly so ETH co-founder reveals underrated BTC crypto ball case and amid massive price rally um, he's basically mentioning that uh, obviously we're aware that it's added over but he's alluding to the fact that um, essentially BTC is a digital gold. You've got Stanley Druckenmiller um, who made huge bets. Um, George Soros, huge bets on the British pound. You know, they're saying this is the equivalent of what we may see in terms of incredible movements that's taken place from hedge funds. Um, governments, they're really trying to play pension funds, mutual funds. So if you're getting a huge high net worth individuals, they can tell you that the play in the long-term direction of the space. Then now let's move on to, this is an interesting uh, note here. 
from the rise of layer two spells the end of altcoins. So what they're actually saying is this chap, Eden Yago, um, has basically alluded to the fact that the high watermark for altcoins is 2020. Um, and he's saying that, was he saying that the Bitcoin blockchain has been designed to create only one thing with BTC. As others jump into it, there's obviously a magnifying effect where a multitude of increase in value of the price. But what he's also saying is that um, Arise Layer 2, so this year's technology Layer 2 has actually matured. Um, and he's saying with these DeFi applications, network and sidechain such as RSK 2020 was also the year that interchain solutions such as Polkadot, Near, and Cosmos went live as we saw last year. And I think they will start to really be adopted this year in terms of these various projects and we'll be discussing this in the near, near term future. But what he's also alluding to the fact that there's a lot of fragmentation um, between the fragmentation of chain first approach between layer two methods and systems. And also while layer one systems like BTC and Ethereum have built into interoperability standards, layer two does not. So one has to look at the migrations that's taken place. And what he's alluding to is what's coming. Looking forward to expect the fees of ETH will very soon become so high that new and current users alike will be pushed out. Some of them will abandon DeFi and self-sovereignty, although, and go into exchanges. So what he's saying, it could be a transition due to the, the, the fees, huge fees of ETH, where people start moving to Polkadot, to Cosmos. So we're yet to see that, but I definitely agree that there's been, you know, we've seen ourselves being involved in the market, the huge um, fees in terms of transactions. It's really difficult for those that are small trading with small size. Uh, they cannot really compete in the space. So something to look at. Um, okay, so let's just move on to out so we've touched on this so we're happy with this information i also wanted to and yesterday i really alluded to the fact and i gave some more data about um, this cubic finance um, syndicate scam that was running i mentioned that you know obviously they raised about 700 east in pre-sale and they didn't actually list on the exchange and then they listed finally and everyone was jumping on me um, via Twitter saying oh they listed and you know you know all profanities but I just said you know be aware there's something called a slow rug and a fast rug and what's actually happens unfortunately is that the guys from Cubic uh, raised 700 ETH during the pre-sale and only added about 14 ETH to the liquidity so you can clearly see here that there's only, right now there's only $8,000 in the total liquidity. How can anyone trade that with a, a significant size? Um, so this is a real unfortunate situation that's actually occurring in the space. And if you take a look at um, here, this communication, here it says how many ethers raised pre-sale. Uh, let me just show you this communication. Um, it says here, cubic finance. So it seems that they've actually, they've muted the chat as well because there were just a huge barrage of you know people totally upset with the situation. One individual says, when are you guys adding more liquidity? Once more added this, or Moon. Uh, what are they also saying? They're saying, they only raised 600 ETH, maybe they need more ETH to provide liquidity. <laughs> so that's funny. Um, but unfortunately, this is a sad situation that's occurring in this space where people 
you know, they, they fronted the situation that they were audited by Certic, they were audited by Solidity. Um, they had huge amount of Schiller's influences that pushed it to be able to raise a certain amount of money. But unfortunately, they have now not given back to their community. They haven't helped in this whole situation. They've basically just banked majority, you know, 600 and something ETH, banked it, and then they've moved on to another project. And what do they go and do? They go and, you know, effectively say that, okay, uh, what do they say here? Okay, guys, chat is closed for half day. How are you going to close the group chat that you're communicating with people who have been loyal and provided confidence by actually transferring funds to you for your project? And this is your reaction. It's like, it's absolutely poor. So anyway, moving forward, I managed to, as I'm doing my investigative research, tracking the movement. So this is one of the wallets that received part of the pre-sale. And you can see here that there's a lot of movement out of this specific wallet into other contracts. What's quite funny is that this wallet actually received 1.1 ETH from another contract, which was this one, which holds about 40K um, dollars here. And then this actually is now moving, this wallet is now moving that amount to another wallet um, here to this wallet which is a new wallet so what they're doing is they're basically creating new wallets they're trying to find ways that they can distance themselves away from the project but but the great thing about um, about blockchain is you can see the whole transaction hash you can see where it's come from and where it's going to and also you can be able to see the connection between these projects and what um, these accounts, this specific wallet is connected to others such as MCP, which is another scam. So anyway, what I'm just saying guys is be aware, do your research, follow this whole process um, as we continue to do before you even even decide to even get involved into a pre-sale. Because people say, oh well, pre-sales happen, why did you come out with this news? Well, even prior to you actually getting involved in a pre-sale, you want to find out, number one, who's actually shilling this project, the influencers. Then you want to take a look at what, what are the reputation of these influencers. Take a look at the website. See more information about um, the Telegram. Then you need to then connect, because obviously there's going to be, if there's a pre-sale, there'll be obviously a wallet address. Connect that wallet address and see which address is connected to this wallet address if you can. And if there's a connection between any notorious scammers, then it clearly shows that something's not quite right. Then you want to take a look at the product. Do they have a product? Is it testnet? Is it live? Kind of builds up and then you'll start scoring. You'll start scoring all of these, let's say stats, part of a checklist. Then you'll be able to make a decision. If you didn't get in the pre-sale, then you want to say, okay, is it listed? Number two, has all of the pre-sale funds or majority been um, added to liquidity pool and is it locked who is it locked by then you want to start going through this information then you want to then start saying okay if you have an understanding of code start reading through the contract start reading through the code to see if there's any um, minting options any back doors is there a proxy so these are areas you need to find out then you want to go through github github so anyway this is the information you want to go through so i'll leave it with you guys good luck today and um, do not forget to um, subscribe so follow me on on twitter subscribe like um, and on on youtube 
and we're trying to really grow this community please help us obviously on you know donate to our eth we've got a patreon account as well um, whatever you can do we really want to build something big this year so anyway um, enjoy god bless